Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ghost Room and Friends podcast. This is episode 60. No, wait, this is episode 72. And uh, it is a new year. I am super fucking hyped up about the year 2020 because we are living in the fucking future and it is full of marijuana and aliens. All my favorite things in life. Um, it's been a minute since we jumped on the pod. Glad to be back. Feeling good. Feeling very joyous. Feeling very motivated. You know I got my sidekick here, my trusty cup of coffee. To keep me supernaturally, metaphysically, quantumly jacked to hype you up. You know, because this is the podcast that is designed to get you thinking about that dream life. To get you thinking out, making a plan, making a scheme to break out of fucking job jail. You know, we try to get away from the from the fake jobs, the trap jobs out there. Fuck having a boss, you know what I'm saying? Be your own boss, motherfuckers. It's 2020. Today is the day. This year is the year. This week is your fucking week. You know what I'm saying? We coming in hot. There's nothing that can't be done at the beginning of a fucking new decade. You know what I'm saying? Woo, man. I've been having so much fun lately. Uh, the Bandit family has a very uh, big end to the year. We've got Athena's birthday on December uh, 18th. We've got Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus! Uh, then we've got fucking New Year's. And then we top it off with uh, Juniper Bandit's birthday on April... Uh, <laughs> what am I talking about? On January 9th. <laughs> Which just happened. Happy birthday, Juniper. Um, so we have just been on cloud nine. Uh, it's been our best year yet, as usual. You know, when you're living that dream life, when you're living that plan, each year gets better and better. You know, of course, there's setbacks. Of course, there's challenges. Of course, there's roadblocks. But you break through it with the, with the momentum and the power that you're generating with all your fucking karmic fucking getting it out there, getting going, getting your plan going, getting other people hyped to do their shit. That is how you do it. That's how you blast through those roadblocks, you know? Let your passion guide you. Let your passion fucking be your compass. And always let your passion be your compass. Remember that when Jiminy Christmas sang that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm living in an alternate dimension. I'm living in Mandela's dimension. Mandela effect. Nelson Mandela syndrome. We all live in parallel alternate realities. You know, it's all a little bit different, but it's all a little bit the same. Um, so we've been having like a month long celebration, uh, which has been really fun. And um, now we're ready to just jump back into it. 
Um, we got a Nintendo Switch from Santa Claus this year, which has been super hype. Um, you know, Wolfie's been really digging that. Everybody, really, we got four controllers. We've been playing Family Mario Kart, which has been amazing. Juniper's getting into it. Athena's getting into it. Um, we just got NBA 2K20 a couple days ago, and Wolfie's getting into that. We've been watching a lot of Celtics together this year. He's really at the age. He's eight, and he's really getting into uh, watching basketball. Um, and he's super into Celtics, so he's this is the perfect time to get this game. It's like super realistic. It's like you're playing a TV broadcast of the fucking NBA games, which is insane. So uh, that's really great. He's been having a good time. You know, he's been since the last podcast, you know, I started talking about him being uh, homeschooled, unschooled, whatever you want to call it. We pulled him out of school because, you know, school is just really stressing him out. Um, getting him feeling bad about himself, really just coming home every day saying how bored he is with school. Um, and it's been really great having him out of school. Uh, that's been one of the things keeping me from getting to the podcast desk is just everybody's like around all the time. Wolfie's here every day. And uh, I've been spending a lot of time with him. So, But I had to carve it out. The fam went to the library to, to go do some fun stuff today. So I jumped in here to get on the podcast Get you out a fresh one. Get you out a new one for that new year. New year, new podcast. New year, same podcast. Same intensity. Fucking keeping it tight. So pumped. So fucking pumped for everybody around the globe. You know, shout out to all the Ghost Scouts out there. But uh, yeah, it's been real great having Wolfie be home, um, I guess, since early November. So, uh, you know, we've got a couple months uh, behind us and really getting into a rhythm. He's been drawn with me a ton. He's actually going to do the workshop. We're about to pop off uh, in, in one week. We got round six of the 12-week online group workshop popping off, and he's going to do the workshop with the group, which is going to be fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, he's just been, he's been so much more relaxed. He's been so much more happy since he's been out of school and just really having a lot of fun, you know? And, uh, you know, now that we got this Nintendo Switch, um, and he wants to play it. Uh, we made a deal that he can play as much as he reads. So all of a sudden he's just reading a couple hours every day, you know, pretty much to, uh, to earn his playing time and he can read whatever he wants. He's got this, you know, fun, uh, set of books he's reading. I think it's called like the bad guys or something like that. It's an illustrated, uh, kids book type of type of series, um, and he's just blowing through these books, having such a good time with it. Um, we've been getting into a lot of alien stuff lately. Um, as a family, I've been getting, you know, I'm always into it, but I've been just getting on a new alien kick and Wolfie's been getting super into it. Um, we've just been having so much fucking fun. You know, I started to talk about it on the last episode, but just that was one of the great, you know, there's always parts of your life where you're like, ah, oh, man, I wish this like made more sense. Like, you know, having Wolfie be at school and, you know, him really not enjoying it. And then my history with, you know, that being the biggest conflict in my life was going to public school. Um, and just how shitty it made me feel and how confused it and turned around it made me and how it made me feel so out of place and, and you know, uh, just made me feel such a void in the future uh, looking into mainstream reality of where I was going to fit in. 
you know, so to be able to solve that for him um, right now, you know, who knows exactly what the future is going to hold and all that. But, you know, right now the planets are aligned. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm always working at home and Athena, you know, we broke Athena out of job jail. She's here. Um, she's been working in her metalsmithing studio. She completed her first commission for Kent. Kent commissioned a, a set of earrings for his uh, sister-in-law, Mark Osborne's wife. Shout out. Um, and, uh, they made, they, they, they got together and made a very, uh, or Kent commissioned Athena to make a, a very sweet set of custom earrings, um, for Kim Osborne with her dog's silhouettes on each one, you know, one dog on each earring. And they're so fucking rad. You can check it out at her, uh, metalsmithing page on Instagram. Um, uh, geez, what is it? Athena bandit metalsmithing or, uh, Athena bandit metalsmith, something like that. Check it out um i'll 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 uh i'll try to remember and i'll write a little note um metalsmith link for the for the notes metalsmith link so you can uh you can see what she's been up to she's got three more pieces on deck in there right now uh she's cooking up new pieces in there she's been going across the brook into her studio um that we we had built this year so things are really coming together, you know, uh, you know, we're all just here having fun at home together and, uh, basketball season just started, even though Wolfie's not attending school, he still can, uh, participate in extracurricular activities. So the basketball season just started. So Wolfie started, started to play on the basketball team, the third grade basketball team, the Hardwick, what is it? The Bobcats or the Wildcats? Like every fucking, every school is the Bobcats. Um, I was the Bobcats in middle school and high school too in New Hampshire. Um, but, uh, he's been having fun with that. Um, so basketball on all fronts, he's playing basketball, watching basketball, got the basketball video game going, lots of synergy there. Um, and we got a big TV as well, right before Christmas, you know, uh, we got a, we got a TV for the, we used to have a smaller TV, but it got, uh, it, it didn't stop working. And then we haven't had one for years and years. And, uh, now we got like a big old 43 inch, um, TV. They're so cheap now. It's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, we got it all hooked up. We got the fucking TV going. We got the switch going. We are entering 2020 with all the tech. And, uh, I'm also going to get an Oculus quest pretty soon. Cause I really want to get into virtual reality and drawing in virtual reality with like tilt brush and, and, and all the other programs. Um, shout out Joe Como, uh, Go Scout, Ham Squad, Dad Squad, um, OG Go Scout. Uh, you know, we've been talking to him a little bit about it. He's all into that Oculus and the the 3D printing. He's drawing an Oculus and and 3D printing it out. We'll have to get him up on the podcast talking about that when we get deeper down that rabbit hole. Um, but I'm really excited about that stuff. That new technology is really cool to me. Um, I've been actually thinking about getting an iPad pro, uh, more and more recently, um, just cause of how uh, mobile it is. That's really cool to me. I've been getting into coloring more on the Cintiq and thinking more and more about, um, you know, getting into, uh, yeah, just, just having to be able to be able to sit down on the couch with the fam and, and, you know, do coloring and stuff like that. It would allow, allow me a little more flexibility to being tethered to my laptop up here in the, in the tower, um, where I do my, uh, where I do my illustration work. 
But uh, well, that's a little rundown. Let's jump into the fucking. Uh, let's let's get a little. Let's 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 not flow through the theme song like we do sometimes on these solo pods. Let's kick it over to my man, A Wall One. <laughs> All right, let's get another sip of coffee to fuel this fucking hype episode. First episode of 2020. Mm. delicious a little late for me to be drinking coffee today but i'm hanging out with kent osborne tonight so you know might be a little bit of uh might might be staying up a little late so that's okay if it's like i swear it used to be like 3 p.m was the cutoff for me and coffee even though i drink coffee every morning like four cups of coffee if i drink it in the afternoon it just i go to lie down at 10 o'clock at night and it's just not happening i gotta you know i got a couple more hours before i'm gonna fall asleep so i gotta be real careful and now it's more like 2 p.m so i'm recording this two in the afternoon today on saturday and uh it's a dangerous territory to be sipping that old sweet caffeine water <laughs> But that's okay, because I'm living on the edge. I'm going to go hang out with Kent tonight. So, so yeah, big end of the year. You know, our best year yet. Um, Athena's first year out of job jail. My first year as the sole breadwinner for the family. And, uh, you know, if, if listeners to the podcast can remember when we jumped off on this journey, didn't quite know what was going to happen. You know, you always got some prospects lined up. And, and it turned out that I really ended up working for Netflix almost all year, which was just amazing. I made more money than I ever have uh, in my life in it, you know, in a year before. Um, and, uh, you know, more money than when I was working at Cartoon Network and all that stuff. So and I was working part time a lot of the year and I got to take the summer off, too. So it was it was really uh, an amazing and amazing year. We had great residency with scouts. We had, you know, the best scout summit ever. So really excited about what 2020 has to bring, all the possibilities. Um, looking forward to another great uh, residency with a couple Ghost Scouts. Don't know who it's going to be yet. We got to get those conversations going. So if you're a Ghost Scout out there, think about that residency. You know what I'm saying? I'd even be into longer residencies. Um, you know, seeing if someone wants to seeing if the right scout is up for, you know, right couple of scouts, maybe, maybe get a year long residency in this year. You know what I'm saying? I think we're there. I think we could, I think we could get that going possibly. Um, Mike Vance is not here. We were talking about maybe having Mike Vance here for January, but that did not manifest. Um, he was going to come, he, he came to cut some wood, uh, in the, in the fall and got some wood up and we did that fun podcast and he hasn't made it back since we were trying to, we were trying to coordinate and I was sick, um, a weekend that he wanted to come. And then it was like Thanksgiving and then 
somehow December just fucking flew by, um, I guess, with the birthdays and the Christmas and everything. And then, boom, here we are, January. So uh, so I'm talking to him about maybe some residency stuff next year, um, you know, seeing if he's up for a year-long banger, you know, and go, you know, getting it all souped up and going through the winter next year I think could be really fun. Um, yeah, just our, really our best year yet under our belt, which feels really good, you know, just as as me personally, um, was a really fun year getting into doing, you know, all that visual development, um, for Escape from Hat, you know, Mark Osborne's new movie with Netflix and, um, getting the opportunity to work with so many talented uh, people on that and just seeing how the sausage is made at the beginning of the process of an animated feature. Um, that was really big for me. And, um, I, I have been, even though I am not on the project anymore, um, you know, I worked on it for the last year and then, you know, they were like, cool, that's good. And, um, a lot of the stuff that I turned in wasn't colored. I was just really, I was through the process. I was trying to figure out how to get my kind of version of concept coloring going, Um, Because, you know, my work up till now has pretty much been flat colors, uh, you know, Photoshop flat colors in my illustrations. And as I've gotten this, I got the Centique a couple years ago, I'm starting to kind of play with a little bit of tonality in the a little more atmosphere, a little bit of lighting in the in the um, in the in my pieces. Um, most notably the first raw rolling tray with the, with the light source and the aliens and stuff, really kind of, uh, getting that going on with some, you know, doing my flat coloring, but then going over with some tones to really add atmosphere and lighting. Um, and so much of concept coloring is about that mood and getting that lighting stuff going on. So I've been, I started to dabble with it very tentatively in the illustration stuff, but uh, the last the last bit of stuff that I turned in for Escape from Hat, I started to get more into the loose kind of painterly concept coloring. And unfortunately, I can't share it. I have, a, you know, 100 plus images that I turned in from Escape from Hat and, uh, you know, can't share any of them, obviously, for a couple more years. Um, and uh, but but I've been going back in. So I was coloring more and more towards the end and getting more comfortable with it and feeling really good about it. Um, getting more mood and ambiance and a little bit more lighting in there. And um, since I've been finished, I've actually just been having fun going back through and coloring, you know, all my favorite pieces. So that's been really good. I've been getting a lot more practice at it. I've been getting a lot better at it. I'm feeling really confident. I feel like I could actually start to really color illustrations in that style, which is very exciting. I think you're going to see a lot of that in uh, 2000. 20 from me, whether it's, you know, (laughs) more concept stuff that I can't share for a long time or, um, you know, more illustration work. Right now, I'm actually working finally on that, um, the job designing six uh, original Ghost Shrimp vinyl figures, little mini figures, two and three inch mini figures for Unbox Industries for one of their blind box sets called Who Goes There? And I'm doing a series of aliens uh, doing various things, like a squad of aliens <laughs> that are uh, that are doing various funny things. And I'll uh, you know probably share those sooner than later. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm going to color those up. 
um, probably do some loose concept coloring on the sketches and then um, I'm going to send those in and see if I'm on the right track with that and if they feel like those are viable for manufacture then I'll probably clean them up and, and do some kind of more flat coloring on them but uh, have some fun with that process and I, I'll probably just do some more concept work for fun you know maybe some beehive boy stuff or whatever and just to kind of you know show the coloring chops that I'm building up and kind of get that out on the gram I haven't been posting I barely posted any new work this year that's the one downside you know just like when I was working on Adventure Time um, you know and we couldn't share anything you know I started to do all the drawteria stuff um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna have to kind of find some work that I can uh, generate to share out for people so that I can uh, you know keep those eyeballs fucking satisfied you know I love to get new work out to the fans um, but yeah, I've been having a really fun time with that and thinking more about getting into, you know, getting an iPad pro to kind of allow me to, you know, take that, take that show on the road and, you know, just have a little bit more flexibility about where I'm working. I'm not always stuck in the, this chair, this wooden chair in the tower when I want to work, you know, it'd be fun to be able to sit down on the couch and, you know, hang with the fam and, and do some of that coloring. Cause that's the kind of work that I can just kind of do anywhere too. So so that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Wolfie's been home. That's been good. Um, you know, having fun with that. He's actually been coloring on the Centique a bit. He's been really fun since he's been kind of apprenticing with me more officially. You know, we obviously always draw together, but now that he's out of school, he's kind of apprenticing with Athena as metalsmith and apprenticing with me as illustrator. And, um, and you know, he's getting it. So that's been fun. He's been, he's been, he's always, he's always been really drawn to the Cintiq, obviously. And so he's been coloring in that a little more. I've been showing him how to do layers and stuff like that. And he's been seeing me do all this funky new loose coloring. And he's been excited to jump in and experiment with that. So, um, we're going to build up a body of work for him. He's going to do the workshop and we're going to build up a body of work, work for him. And he's going to, you know, we're going to put up his website probably like at the end of the process of the workshop in the springtime, maybe we'll get the Wolf Bandit website up and running and, uh, show everybody what he's been working on, which we're very excited about. He'll get some merch up and stuff. People can, people can show some love and he can, you know, kick off the, the beginning stages of his possible career as a visual artist, of course. Um, and yeah, he's on the basketball team, um, which has been really good getting him reconnecting with these friends. He's actually going in. You, if you're homeschooled, you can also go in for specials. So he's going into art class. So he just, so we can, you know, connect with the, you know, he's, you know, we, we, we get him together with his friends from time to time. Um, but the, just the, the other kids that he doesn't necessarily have play dates with, you know, he gets to see them. Um, and the kids that aren't on his basketball team, he gets to go into art class and see them. Um, and, uh, he's also starting the ski program. There's a, you know, skiing is so goddamn expensive, but, um, the, the ski program at his school for like 75 bucks, he gets to ski all winter up at Stowe, which is like less, which is less than it would cost for like one day of skiing there. So it's a really great deal. And he's, you know, it's a, it's a instructional course and he did it last year, um, downhill skiing and he just fucking loved it. And so he's doing that again, which is so great because we live in ski country. Of course you got to grow up skiing. And, uh, and of course he's in jujitsu still, um, you know, this is about, this will be his, I don't know, he's been doing it for two plus years now. Um, and so he's got one, one stripe on his gray belt and he's really having fun with that. So he's back in jujitsu. So 
this winter is actually going to be pretty busy because he's got three extracurricular activities now. And then, um, you know, he's got the, you know, stuff we're working with on him here at home. And, but it's just really nice. It's really chill. The, the chillest thing about having Athena out of job jail, you know, out of, out of, out of the, out of the trap job, um, and, uh, and having Wolfie out of school jail <laughs> is that we don't have any, and, and, you know, of course me being my own boss, you know, for my whole professional career, we don't have any artificial schedules pre- uh, uh, put upon our life now, which is like a game changer. It's not something that you necessarily like think about when you're inside of it. Cause it just seems normal. Again, like all these things in mainstream reality just seem normal. Cause everybody like around you has these things. You know, but when Athena was in job jail, like, you know, her her uh, vacation schedules were just super tight. She would only get a day off here and there, you know, for for holidays. And, you know, and then, you know, you only get a couple weeks off total each year. And then, you know, with Wolfie's school, it's like they want you to, you know, they don't want you to miss much school. And they have rather tight schedules. And the the summer vacation is pretty fucking short. Um, so now there's really no artificial parameters put upon us, which is just totally amazing like our whole lifestyle just feels so much more fucking chill now um even though it was already it's just another level of just feels like just independence and self self determination and kind of like making our own you know just kind of doing whatever we want to whenever we want to which is really good and you know we're we're disciplined enough and scheduled enough on our own to to kind of make that work for ourselves um you know Athena's been you know she gets in her studio uh Wednesdays Thursdays and Fridays and she takes Wolfie in there a couple of days to do the metal smithing and she's been going in a lot of nights on her own after we put the kids to bed she jumps in for two or three hours you know probably most most nights a week um and she's also been getting up at fucking 5 30 a.m and hitting the gym every day so she's been fucking totally beasting it shout out to my fucking badass wife athena bandit you know on a mission you know we're just totally like on that mission to you know just live our dream lives and you know and and a lot of that is kind of doing what you want to do but a lot of that is doing what you know you got to do too so you know really really sticking to those schedules sticking to those plans um that's been really awesome to see her just kind of getting that discipline going and and getting that schedule going and and feeling really good about it you know and and she's noticed such a big boost in morale she's someone that struggles with a little bit of you know kind of depression from time to time and anxiety and stress and you know, she would say that this past year has, she's struggled with that the least, you know, because she's just hasn't had those artificial parameters put on her and hasn't had to go in and work a job that she doesn't care about. I mean, you don't realize how much you're sacrificing till you're on the other side of it. You know, like once you're out of that, you realize, wow, I was like really just like bummed out and stressed a lot by having to spend, you know, my best waking hours working for somebody else at this like random, at this series of random ass jobs, you know, like, you know, or, or even a job that like I'm sort of into, but really not something I would go in and do for free. Right. That's what we call a fake job or a trap job. It's like, it's, if you wouldn't go in and do that shit for free, then that is not something that you should be, you know, committed to in the long term. you know, try to, try to make an escape plan, try to figure out a plan of how you could get out of that. Right. That's obviously a theme of this podcast, something that we talk about a lot. Um, something that we talk a lot about in the workshop and, uh, you know, just fucking speaking of the workshop, super pumped, super fucking pumped. Shout out to everybody who signed up for the workshop. Round six is going to be the hypest workshop yet. Um, you know, I really planned on doing 
my plan at the be- this time last year or or heading into 2019, you know, was um, to do four workshops. You know, I was really hyped on the workshop and it was really, you know, re- really feeling powerful. You know, it's, it's really feeling powerful and developed. Um, you know, shout out to, you know, uh, my homie fucking Dusty Lupus and Babysitter's Club, um, Camp Champ, you know, Babysitter's Club, Celia Marquis and Andrew, and Andrew Alexander Lansang, uh, Dusty Loop, fucking Bark the Dog, Crab the God, um, go fucking big shout out, go, go, go get on that Crab the God, um, Patreon for sure, go support that Crab Conspiracy, Crab Con, um, blowing up fucking the, the the finding out the hidden true hidden mysteries of the universe fucking with the crab conspiracy um but uh you know they helped me you know they were the assistants i got to hire my homies to be assistants in the workshop and you know they really added they brought a lot to the table you know bringing that ghost scout mentality of course they've both been um, counselors at multiple Ghost Scout training camps, um, and, you know, really just on the same wavelength mentally and, 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 and fucking, uh, quantumly and motivationally and fucking metaphysically and fucking soul cousins, all that shit, you know, uh, a couple of the Ghost Scouts that were really, that I really mind meld with and have had a lot of great experience, you know, uh, getting shit done with and, and motivating people with, um, and, uh, you know, they were both assistants in the, you know, uh, Dusty was the, was the first three, um, rounds and Celia was the last two. And, um, this round, round six, um, sold out the fastest one we sold out, sold out in, uh, most of the spots went in like two hours on the waiting list, right? We have the, not, not really a waiting list actually, cause it's not like there's not a, um, there's not a pecking order there. It's just a notification list. So if you sign up for the notification list, you get the email saying, Hey, you know, spots are going to be coming up soon. And then, Hey, boom, spots are for sale right now. Here's the link first come first serve. Um, and they get it before it ever goes out to the public. And the previous times, um, it, it, it hasn't sold out on the waiting list and I've, you know, gone, it's gone to the public and I've made promotional videos. This was the first time it sold out without going to the public, without me making any videos or anything. It sold out, um, like I think seven or eight of the spots sold out immediately within a few hours, um, on Thanksgiving day on the, on the waiting list. And then the other ones sold out, um, uh, like I think a week later, um, once, uh, uh, it would have, that was kind of the last call and it was going to go to the public and then it was opened up for, um, you could put half up front and then, you know, half, uh, on January 1st, do a payment plan. And then that's when the, the rest of it sold out. And there was so much interest in it actually that people kept wanting to get in. So we actually, so I actually let 13 people in. We've only had, I think, up to 11 before. I think we've, it's usually 10 students. And I think once before we let in an 11th student. And this time, um, actually, last time it didn't even sell out. I think last time there was only seven or eight students. But this time it sold out. And then there was such an interest in it that I thought, you know what? I'm going to let in some extra students and I'm going to have both Celia and Alex be assistants. So this is going to be the most powerful one yet. Cause not only do we have five workshops under our belt, 
but we have fucking both super assistants here and we have fucking the largest group we've ever had. Still want to keep it down. There's still more people that want to come in, but I'm hesitant to, you know, make it a really big group because I still want to keep it be really intimate. Um, you know, obviously I have, uh, you know, once, a, you know, every weekend I, I vid chat with every, with each student one-on-one. So, you know, I still want to keep it really manageable, really personal, you know, a uh, uh, really tight group. So, you know, I don't want to let it get too big, but I'll be interested to see how this one works with the 13 students and actually Wolfie will be in there. So he'll be the 14th student. And with the two assistants, I think it's going to be just really great, really powerful. Um, and yeah, I'm just super looking forward to that. So shout out to everybody who signed up. That's going to be popping off fucking uh, one week from now, next Saturday. So that's going to be super hype. Um, we're going to be setting up a Slack. Previously, it's been running Facebook, um, but uh, we're going to run it in Slack this year. So uh, Slack pretty much going forward because I'm trying to get off Facebook. Um, where We moved the Ghost Scout uh, group to the the secret ghost scout group to uh slack and that's been just really great and really fun just a way better platform anyway than facebook and then doesn't have all the distractions that come with facebook so i just need to move the workshop alumni group into slack which is what i'm going to do this week and then also going to set up a you know uh, a slack channel for the uh round six um so just really exciting just you know as always, you know, these are all just ideas that are bouncing around in my head and I've thrown them out into the world, you know, this, you know, making the secret society of Ghost Scouts um, and then that evolving and, and turning into, you know, uh, the, the, you know, spawn, you know, having an offshoot as the as the online workshop and then that becoming this great thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and then synergizing, being able to hire, you know, some of the ghost scouts to, you know, assist me in this workshop. It's just like, these are all just wacky ideas that I had kicking around in my head and, and, you know, just, just spitting them out there into the world and seeing fucking what sticks and seeing what works. And, and now it's also become a viable, you know, income stream for me to go, oh, boom, you know, um, you know, I don't have any big jobs lined up for January. Hey, let's fucking do a workshop, get super hyped, get a bunch of people fucking super hyped, make a make a stack of cash, boom, be able to give some fucking fat payouts to my fucking, you know, friends, boom, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just karma, 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 you know, when you can make plans that not only benefit you, but also benefit the people around you. Benefit the people that are like, you know, with this one that benefits the people that are taking the workshop benefits me, you know, emotionally, spiritually, financially benefits the fucking, you know, the my homies who are assistants on all those levels, you know, it's just incredible thing. So um, you know, if you're interested in the future, in, in, in workshops in the future, like every week people are getting on the workshop waiting list. It's getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, obviously it's sold out very fast this time right through the waiting list. So, you know, that might be just the only way to get in going forward is to get on the notification list. Um, to get that early notification. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens this year. <clears throat> As of now, you know, I don't have any big projects lined up. Of course, I've always got irons in the fire. But, you know, I'd be just as happy this year to, you know, do a few workshops and, you know, do a bunch of, uh, you know, freelance jobs. That would be really fun. Um, we got the third raw rolling tray um, on deck out there coming up. And, you know, I'm working on this set of toys right now. And, and you know, I'd hopefully be working on more toys with them. This is meant to be kind of an introductory 
um, uh, job with uh, Unbox because I love what they do. And they actually contacted me back in the day. I didn't even know. I somehow didn't get the email back in the day that they wanted to work with me. And then years later, um, you know what, last year I hit them up and said I love what they do. And they said, holy shit, man, we want to work with you. We tried to work with you back in the day, but we never heard back. So, um, you know, really cool, uh, you know, Ghostiny going on there, Destiny going on there. Um, so I'm going to do, yeah, so right now, so let's see the worst. I just, I got a list of notes here. I'm just blasting through it. Um, we got the, so, so, um, so I'm, yeah, I've been working on this, this set of six little squad of alien figures, um, that I'll share soon and, uh, hopefully get into more of that. And, uh, so workshop starting Saturday and yeah, other than that, I've just really been, I, I plan on, you know, in the immediate future, um, doing the, you know, doing the workshop for the next three months. And then that gives me a little bit of financial flexibility to, you know, go try to drum up some, uh, fun illustration projects, see who might need album covers, check in with people, see what's up. If you have been, you know, this past year, I was so busy. A lot of people hit me up and I had to turn them down. So if you do have projects for me, um, right now is a great time to get at me because, you know, next month or the month after I might be jumping back into another big concept job or who knows what. So I had to turn down a whole separate, you know, like good career, uh, you know, a whole year's worth of work last year on top of the work that I did. I had, I had to turn away a whole year's worth of work. So, so if you do have work for me, um, you know, and you've been waiting in the wings or, or you've been saying, oh, I want to get at Gosham to do something, now's a perfect time to line it up. If you want to get something in the schedule with me this year, right now I'm wide open. You know, I have a lot of things, you know, that could pot, that, are, that are out there that are, that are sitting around and that, you know, people that are trying to get manifested and, you know, obviously a lot of studio stuff. I'm talking to studios about stuff, but nothing is in the books. So if you're if you're if you want to get something in the books with me, boom, get it now. Get it while the kitten's got. Get it while the kitten's hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, fuck man, just been having, just been, just been really like literally telling my family and 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 my kids every day like you don't know how blessed we are to live this dream life where we just do what we want, where we live in the fucking picturesque fantasy forest you know it's 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 full fucking winter uh, well you know i it's not quite the dead of winter yet that's more like end of january early february but we got a foot of snow out here um it's just winter wonderland time it's been so fucking picturesque like all last week it just snowed and the trees were covered and you know we have a big utility sled and i was just pulling the kids through the through the forest, through the snow every day, making up stories about, you know, different kind of things in the woods, alien stories and, you know, fantasy, you know, stories. And we've been, you know, all hyped up about the Star Wars stuff. The kids had lightsabers. They were jumping out, having lightsaber battles, you know, Wolfie and Junie in the forest. Um, We got a lot of Star Wars stuff for Christmas. Uh, Wolfie's been super hyped on that. And all that stuff, watching The Mandalorian. If y'all haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, phew, I mean, of course you have. Everybody's watching that shit. Um, loved The Mandalorian. Um, loved the new uh, Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I know there's, you know, some people can pick it apart. And if I was just like a grown up seeing it with grown up friends, yes, I'd have plenty of, you know, ability to pick it apart too, but, or plenty of motivation to pick it apart. But, you know, it's kind of fun is like, 
when you're a kid, you just go to the movies. Like Return of the Jedi, right? Like Return of the Jedi, like adults like hated it. They're like, oh, this is like a sellout movie with fucking teddy bears to get the kids involved, blah, blah. This is so whack. But as a kid, like, you know, I was, you know, growing up, that was probably my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and, you know, it's easy to, as an adult, you know, hate on just about anything. But when you see it with your kid and you see it through their eyes, you know, you really see what's working about it. And, you know, I've loved all the new Star Wars movies. I'd say probably the Han Solo one. I've only seen it once, but that was the one that I watched and I was like, Nah, it doesn't really feel like a Star Wars movie to me. Um, you know, I have to watch it again to analyze it. There's certainly cool stuff in it, like all those rogue speeder bike bandits or whatever. That was fucking dope as hell. I got Wolfie a figure of one of those uh, for Christmas. He was, he loves the speeder bikes, so I got him some different. They have different like speeder bike figures now, um, and I got him a couple of those. And he got, you know, the you know uh, uh, they're making at the <laughs> geeking out here. They're making at the at the three three quarter inch size. They make super poseable figures now whereas in the old days they used to just bend they used to just kind of the shoulders and the hip and the and the top of the legs were what moved so you could like sit your figures down and then move their arms out but now they're creating like gi joe articulation like fully articulated small figures for the star war for the new star wars figures which is awesome and and wolfie really loves that he doesn't like the less articulated figures as much because I mean, the action figure game is, like, insane now. You know, now they have, like, the six-inch fucking, uh, you know, we're into Avengers and stuff. And he's in. he's got those six-inch, like, Avengers fucking Marvel figures that are, like, so fucking rad. He got some more of those for, uh, for, for Christmas. He got Ultron and uh, Ant-Man and the Yellow Jacket two-pack um, of that, which is really fun. Junie got the uh, Playmobil Pyramid. If y'all don't know about Playmobil, a lot of people sleeping on Playmobil. Playmobil, from from my childhood, has been one of the best toys out there. I think, you know, I was uh, G.I. Joe's were always my favorite, but Legos and Playmobil were always a staple of my childhood, and almost everybody knows about Legos, and almost everybody's had some Legos. Wolfie's super into Legos now. Not everybody's on that Playmobil tip. We're huge into Playmobil. You know, I was always growing up super into Playmobil. I have tons of Playmobil shit, castles, outer space shit, fucking town shit, whatever. It's all dope. It's like all the same genres of Legos, um, but it's a larger playset figure format, but it's just so detailed, so fucking cool. If you have kids, get them some fucking Playmobil because they'll fucking love that shit. I love to be the adult that like whenever we hang out with our friends and stuff and they have kids, I'll bring toys to give them. And like I, you know, I'll bring them a little present or whatever, just a little figurine. I love to give out Playmobil because a lot of people don't know about that. And, and uh, you know, got to get on that tip. So uh, Juniper got the big fucking um, Playmobil Egyptian pyramid for Christmas, which was awesome. Um, and she got a little Egyptian family to go along with it. And there's a bunch of figures in there. They have like a sarcophagus that you can up open up with a mummy inside. And then you open up the mummy and there's a skeleton with like jewels and shit inside that you can like take off. And like so many like accessories and like treasure chests you can open full of treasure. And like the fucking the pyramid has like you know, secret doorways and like hidden compartments and like trap doors. And like, it's so fucking neat. It's just so fucking the, the, the level of thought and detail that goes into the toys is so really cool. And those are from like Legos are from Denmark. And then, uh, I think Playmobiles are from Sweden. So those European toy makers really know what they're doing. 
Um, Wolfie's super into Legos these days. He got a sick uh, Y-Wing fighter. Uh, shout out another Star Wars toy. He got a sick Y-Wing bomber for Christmas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bandits had just a huge Christmas. Um, couldn't couldn't help really celebrating, um, you know, the, the, the just the great year we had. Um, you know, jeez. Just feel so thankful, and 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 just like I said, literally telling my kids every day, like I'm a real high morale person, and I jump up and I'm hyping everybody up, and I'm singing and like you know singing to my kids, and like you know that's just my vibe. I'm a happy go lucky guy, um, and I really just like to enjoy things um, on a daily basis, and uh, you know just just feeling so good about where we're at, and just literally telling my kids just so many times every day, like we're so blessed. You have no idea how not only out of everybody on this planet right now, are we just so blessed to be where we are, when we are, um, you know, with, with everything we have and, and we have each other and, and all this stuff, um, you know, and, and, and just thinking about the history of humanity. I mean, you know, the percentage of people that have lived on this planet, um, the, the, the level of living that we have right now is just so incredible. The level of just entertainment and comfort and all these things, um, you know, are just, are just so incredible and we're so blessed, you know, we're so safe. We don't have to worry about where we live. You know, we don't have to worry about people, you know, breaking in and taking our stuff or being, you know, of course there's, you know, crimes everywhere and and all that stuff, you know, theoretically anybody can be robbed and people burglar people around here shoot too, but you know, it's like we don't even leave, we don't even fucking lock our car. You know, it's like you know you don't have to lock your car in town. You know, I would always Athena would yell at me. I would always leave with the keys in the car in town. We just live in a really safe place, you know, and it's just it's so it feels so blessed. The quality of life, you know, the quality of life that we're living is just so high quality. It's so free of stress. It's so free of um, you know, threat and, and, you know, uh, a hardship, um, you know, all those things, you know, I, I just, I, I just feel just so grateful and privileged to be where we're at. And I, and I just try to impress that upon my kids so much because, you know, we're just so lucky. Um, and, you know, certainly, you know, our lifestyle is very rural and rustic, you know, in our, our certain situation. I mean, obviously most people around here live at, you know, just the normal first world standard. You know, we still, you know, are, are, you know, running with very primitive plumbing and we have a sawdust toilet and we take bucket showers still and, so, and stuff. So, you know, we, we have a really unique experience. We have a real mix of like, we're going to have virtual reality, but we have a sawdust toilet, you know, it's like very, it's a very mixed thing here we have a very unique lifestyle and uh you know i i like that even though we we have some of the real modern comforts we also have some real primitive elements to our life and we're building it up as we go we live in a 500 square foot house that is you know uh, uh very modest um yet we have this whole forest park that we live in you know and connected to just infinite forest and you know um I don't know. It's just incredible, man. So I hope that all of y'all are also feeling very good about where you're at. And if you're not, you know, really make a plan of how to get there, you know, because I always, you know, obviously haven't always been there. Um, I've been very lost and confused in my life and felt like I've had just absolutely nothing. And, 
you know, and then, uh, you know, coming here when when uh, we first got here, you know, we, we were basically, you know, well, we, we basically started from scratch in the forest, you know, with nothing, clearing a spot to live, living in a tent, um, you know, giving up, you know, the highest paying job I had had at the time to come here and, you know, you know, really live at a at a poverty level. I mean, I think we made like 12 grand the first year we lived here and maybe 20 grand the second year, both working, you know, all the time and building and, you know, really starting from scratch and scraping our way up um, to the point now where, you know, we're making, you know, where I've made, uh, you know, just an insane, you know, living for us this year and, you know, been able to take, have so much time off and, you know, I don't just want to sound, <laughs> I don't just want to sound repetitive and like, you know, I'm tuning a horn here, but like, I, I'm so fucking grateful and so thankful and like d- don't take these I don't take these things for granted you know like I you know I've I've not had these things uh you know and I've had these things and I've not had these things again you know growing up we we lived pretty modestly um you know because my parents you know made very modest incomes being you know being social workers and then you know uh you know be also being you know not my parents you know just kind of really limited how much TV we could watch and stuff like that. And then so really, really, really coming up from modest, you know, beginnings, you know, not poor, but definitely modest. And then, you know, choosing to come into, you know, kind of like, you know, a poverty lifestyle for a couple of years and really scraping it out and scratching it out and and figuring out where we are or, you know, who we are in this new place and this new community and then building it up and, and, you know, having the success we've had and having the, you know, being able to make some fun progress on the house this year. Um, this past year, that's, you know, still one of the things I'm trying to get over the hump on. Um, still like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's so funny. Like I'm, you know, the creativity thing comes so easily. The, the, the illustration, all that stuff comes so naturally, um, to me to make that work for myself and have fun at that. The carpentry stuff comes so hard and so unnaturally. And it's so hard to like try to line up and plan. It's so funny. I said to Athena, like, it's so weird how like, you know, the making a living at illustration and stuff that just, that is something that I'm naturally gifted at. It doesn't mean that I don't work hard at it. Cause I work super fucking hard at it. Anybody that knows me knows that, you know, I'm, I pride myself on hard work and that's one of my calling cards. And I'm not a very naturally talented person at drawing. I was never the best at drawing, but I worked, but, but I was, my talent is like being driven and wanting to work really hard. So I've gotten to, I've built my skills and what looks like talent is really just a proclivity for drawing. I like drawing. And then I have a good work ethic. I built a good work ethic. So now I actually am good at drawing. (laughs) You know, I'm fairly good at drawing, you know, but still have a long way to go. But, but the building thing is like, I really enjoy doing it, but like, Whereas I'll be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll start this workshop up and do this and boom, it's like going and maybe I'll start Go Scout training camp and boom, it's going like these creative endeavors, you know, I really have a knack for, but the building stuff and it's, it's really because there's like almost a right and wrong answer with building. It's like, if you don't get it right, it's like, you got to go back and redo it. Cause it's like going to fucking fall down and shit. So like, it's been a lot of back and forth and trying to figure it out and I've gotten to my highest level, but it's still such a novice level. So looking forward, uh, you know, really looking forward to building the skills, my, my carpentry skills more this year and looking, you know, to, I, I tried to line up some help last year. Um, tried to, tried to hire one of my friends. Um, who's 
a who's a construction guy, uh, carpenter, and but you know it's it's kind of tricky because you know a lot of the carpenters they want really bigger jobs and you know these are kind of smaller jobs and you know I want to hire someone that will work with me so I kind of have a funny set of parameters so. I don't know if there's anybody out if there's anybody out there that wants to fucking come, you know, uh, you know, build with me. And, and if there's any experienced builders out there that are the homies or, you know, someone that wants to get involved and and jump in and, you know, help me do some building this year. Um, I'm definitely looking to, you know, make a big, um, you know, uh, uh, push at building again this year. As always, um, I was able to get a lot of siding on this past year, which was really great and really big and, and got the exterior of the house looking really good and uh you know i'm looking to set up a outdoor workshop again this winter and hopefully get some more building done through the winter probably more like interior stuff like you know getting more of the plumbing and the you know more of a finished bathroom scenario going and and getting the ceiling put in you know we got some walls up but we don't have a ceiling it's just the just the you know, if anybody that vid chats with me knows that the ceiling is like you know the the plastic covered insulation there um inside so but you know what i fucking love it you know what i'm saying i love every minute of my life i love that there's struggle involved in my life you know i never want to just be fully comfortable and be like, I'm the master of my own domain. Like I figured everything out. Like I only do things that I'm good at. You know, I really like that. There's something that I'm really just called towards and it's a struggle and it's a, you know, I really have to figure it out. It really gives me a lot of lessons to like something that you're called to do that you're not naturally good at teaches you so much about just humility and being humble and, and, and just like how to work on things that, you know, aren't your strengths. Like I need to get better at just like watching videos and following instructions and all that stuff. So I've gotten a lot better at it. And I think this is going to be a, a, a really good year for that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, and let's see what else has been going on. Um, the, like I said, the alien stuff, I've been getting so fucking deep, doing another real deep dive into aliens. So I think we're going to be getting into a lot more like alien, (laughs) alien podcasts in the coming time. Um, I'm going to, uh, uh, I just, I've been, I've been just doing deep dives into, uh, if anybody has any good recommendations on UFO podcasts, I've been, I've been trying to find some new ones. Of course, I've got last podcasts on the left, but that's more than just UFOs. Um, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to, Fuck, I don't even remember what they're called. A couple of them. I've been looking at some lists and 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 getting into some of them. But if anybody has like super legit good UFO podcasts out there, a really fun UFO podcast, because I'll I'll click through some, but some of them are just like so corny and so cheesy and so bad. Um, but if there's any juicy ones out there, um, I I love it. And of course, YouTube is like so much great content on there. Um, a couple of the ones that I've been really getting more into is the Betty and Barney Hill, um, abduction, which is of course a local one here. Um, it's in Franconia, not well, it's through Franconia notch. It's a New Hampshire one. Um, and it's around the Woodstock area of New Hampshire, the Franconia notch area, Franconia. Um, and 
you know, I grew up like just driving through Franconia Notch all the time. And whenever we go visit New Hampshire, we drive through the Notch and it's just such a familiar place to me. And I had known about the Betty and Barney Hill incident before. It happened in 1961 and it was a couple that were driving home from uh, Canada. They lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is again, like my parents live in Durham, New Hampshire, which is, you know, the next town over from Portsmouth. My dad worked in Portsmouth. I had an apartment in Portsmouth for a hot minute. Um, and you know, I would always just ride my bike to Portsmouth to Bulmo's music and shit to get the fucking CDs every week. And, you know, if you live in Seacoast, New Hampshire, Portsmouth is just one of the cities that, that you're in a lot. So they lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. They were going back to Portsmouth and, uh, coming through the notch, they started to see a UFO and the UFO actually flew over Cannon Mountain. And the old man in the mountain used to be the before the profile of the old man in the mountain fell off of uh, Cannon Mountain. That used to be there. And this image of um, the UFO flying over Cannon Mountain and then coming out over the old man in the mountain is just like so fucking juicy and so good. I actually really want to do some concept stuff of the Betty and Barney Hill incident because it's so good. There's so many amazing visuals in there. And one of the reasons that their uh, encounter, that's just the beginning of it. One of the reasons that their encounter is so juicy is because there's a lot of documentation of it. And, of course, you can poke holes in anybody's, like, eyewitness testimony. Um, But this one, there's just a lot there. And there's a lot of reasons to take a good look at it. And it's a very legitimate UFO encounter and is the first recorded I think uh, they call it an abduction, even though so Betty and Barney Hill, basically they're driving through and they Betty Hill starts seeing a um, this light and then they are looking up there and she's like, oh, what the fuck is that? And Barney's like, oh, it's a satellite. It's this and that. He was in uh, the, the armed services. And he's familiar with planes and he's like, oh, it's a satellite or it's a small plane. And they're kind of going back and forth about it. And, uh, you know, eventually they pull over and they go to look at it and it comes towards them. And Barney Hill's looking at it with some binoculars and the ship comes close to them and he sees into the windows of the ship and he sees this crew of humanoid extraterrestrials um, in there operating the ship. And this is a weird spooky detail that's so bizarre. There's so many weird, weird details in this, which always has a ring of truth to it when there's like strange specific details. There's a, there's one creature in there. There's one humanoid extraterrestrial that's looking back at him over its shoulder. Okay. And it's transmitting to him, keep looking, keep looking at us. Don't look away. Don't look away. And he's look, his gaze is locked through the binoculars at this being. And he realizes that he can't put the binoculars down from his face. And there's actually, um, they, they did a hypnotic, uh, you know, it's, of course it's controversial, but I think it's, you know, hypnotherapy is controversial, but you know, again, when you hear the facts of the case, there's merit to for it certainly to be considered. You know what I'm saying? If you're a skeptical person, it's easy to write it off. But there's a lot of merit in it for a, for a number of reasons. But he's locked into the gaze with it, and he can't put it down. And he's and and he's uh, in the hypnotherapy session, 
he's hypnotized and he's recounting these events and go and like do like hear hear the story listen to the story so you have the whole context and then go and listen to Betty Hill's hypnotic regression and Barney Hill's hypnotic regression Barney's especially there's so much fear and so much uh it, so much agitation in his voice and when you get to know about him as a person and stuff man it is it is it is bone chilling he's screaming he's like give me strength god to put these binoculars down he's like freaking out and it's like gives you goosebumps to hear him talking about this and finally he drips he rips the binoculars from his face and he just feels like they're going to capture them and he runs back to the car and uh you know they they speed off and they they keep going down um uh i think route 3 it is they're going down and um and and for some reason he is compelled to all of a sudden barney's compelled to pull off into a side road and he pulls off and he doesn't know why. And now they're kind of under this weird spell. There was like they could they could feel some some kind of waves coming down on the car and they could hear some kind of energy. The the craft was above them and all of a sudden they're compelled to pull off the side of the road and they pull off and there's they then, then there's these hazy memories that they have cuz they don't remember the abduction and the and the actual aliens so much when they get home. They just remember like seeing the UFO seeing them through the binoculars and then pulling off. And then they just kind of like, and then we got back in our car and then we drove back. And then they realized they were like, there was like two hours of missing time. So then when they do the regression, they start to remember more. And I know what you're thinking. I know. Okay. Yeah. So they, you know, they're hypnotized and it's, you know, then they're just kind of fantasizing it definitely could be true. But if you, again, really go over the specifics of the case, there is a lot of reason to take what they are saying at, at, at to heart. And they get in there and um, they have this hazy memory of this roadblock happening and like, you know, these people coming and getting them out of their car and then they bring them onto the UFO and they... Um, they go through an examination, but they're actually pretty friendly. It's a very positive UFO encounter overall. It's scary because you don't, they don't know what's going on, but actually Betty Hill ends up having a really great time. Barney is much more kind of freaked out about the whole thing and also like doesn't want to really think about it and talk about it afterwards and really like represses it and doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, but it's a juicy story full of juicy, uh, uh, really great visuals and all kinds of stuff. So if you haven't checked that one out, check that out. I just got a book on it too. I've been, I've been re-listening to a lot of podcasts about it. I just got the original book written about it, um, called, uh, the interrupted journey. And also there's also around that time, there's a great one over in Exeter, New Hampshire, which is again, right around there, right in, right in the stomping grounds of where I was a teenager, where my sister actually lives now. And um, that's another really like a multiple UFO witnesses. The, this kid sees UFO, goes and get the police. They go back. They see it again. The police file a report. Um, UFO sightings where there's more than one person are obviously much more compelling. Um, and uh, and so that's another great one. And another fun thing about the Betty and Barney Hill thing. A little bit before that, there is a uh, in Vermont. There is a mountain here with an old radar tower on it, and it's abandoned now. But shortly before the Betty and Barney Hill incident, there was a uh, UFO seen 
at this radar station by the soldiers who were manning this radar station. It stood there for 18 minutes and then disappeared. And that radar station is now abandoned and is still there. It is only about an hour from here. And for some reason, like I knew about this before, but I didn't know about its UFO connection. And I, and I had seen some pictures of it and I was like, oh, we got to go visit there. But then I was like, and I forgot about it, but I just realized it's there. So for scout stuff, we are definitely going to be going and visiting that abandoned radar station this year. So uh, very exciting there. And uh, also we're going to, uh, you know, Franconia Notch where this Betty and Barney Hill thing happened. That's uh, one of our favorite hiking spots where the Flume Gorge is. If you remember um, this past residency, we went to hike there with Lerm and uh, Danielle, uh, Danny, (laughs) Daniela, go, uh, Ashley Blades. Uh, We all went and hiked there, the Flume Gorge. We've done that time. We've done that with for with Ghost Scout training camp before, so Ghost Scouts will remember the notch. Um, Cannon Mountain is actually where you take the tram up. There's a little restaurant up there, and there's a brewery up there that's the highest tap in New Hampshire, highest elevated tap in New Hampshire, and that's right where that UFO fucking flew over. So um, very exciting. So that's that's an area where we've done a lot of hiking and stuff. We were just there this past summer, and. Um, you know, my renewed interest in all this, we're going to camp out. They have a great campground there, Lafayette Campground. We're going to go camp out in Lafayette Campground this summer and do a little bit of investigating on our own because now I've got the whole family hooked into this Betty and Barty L thing too. Um, and we've all been, you know, Wolfie's getting super into it. He even listened to, uh, you know, Betty Hills is a little less intense. Her hypnotic regression is a little less intense. He listened to that and he listened to... Um, uh, in 1999, there was actually, if you YouTube uh, her Betty Hill interview, she was interviewed in 1999, 1999 in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, you know, living on State Street. I think she even gives her address away in the video. She was living on State Street. She was like right there. I mean, that was like when I was in, that was when I was in high school. I mean, she was like, I was like, right. I mean, she, I could have walked by her on the street. And actually in that video, she's wearing this magenta hot pants. Um, uh, uh, realistic wildflower shirt that I have, and I got that at a thrift store. I might have had Betty Hill's fucking magenta pink flower shirt. So there are all kind of ghostly connections going on with this. We're going to investigate. I'm going to do some illustrated work of this. I am super hyped on this shit right now, as you can tell. So I think we're going to kick the year off here uh, at the Ghost Remember Friends podcast with some uh, with some real alien deep dives. Um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really read books uh, uh, recently. Like, I, I was a real big reader. Um, uh, in my high school or not my high school days. Cause I hated reading until basically college when I started to read for fun and then really got into reading and, uh, love reading. And, um, I got a couple, I got, I got the, I got the, um, the book. There's a, there's a dual. It was the same author who wrote the interrupted journey, um, about the Betty and Barney Hill book. And he worked with their hypno. We worked with them and their hypnotherapist, um, on the book and some other people. And it's, uh, I think it's considered pretty legit. And he also wrote one about the incident at Exeter and it's called the incident at Exeter. And on, e- on, uh, on Amazon, I was able to find a double book of both of those. So I got that. And then there's a newer book called 
called Captured about the Betty and Barney Hill um, case. And I just got that by Stanton Friedman, who's a physicist, um, who is also a UFO, uh, the UFO, UFO enthusiast. And uh, so I'm very excited to, uh, you know, try to set aside some time to get in some reading. Um, really, I'm, I'm an avid listener to audiobooks and podcasts and stuff since I can draw while I do it or, you know, kind of get my other you know, be outside or, you know, you know, doing, doing woods work or whatever, building, um, you know, while I listen to stuff, but I'll have to try to carve out some time to read these books because neither one of these are on audio books. And, um, I've really gotten all the information that I can get, I think from videos and podcasts of these events. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to dig into these deep investigations of these, uh, of these, of these pretty credible UFO cases. And, you know, these, the, both these incidents in New Hampshire happened around the same time. There was a ton of UFO activity going on in the 60s and a lot of really, um, you know, legit ones. There was another one in Maine um, where some guys on the Allagash River uh, got abducted, um, you know, four campers or something like that. Uh, So there's a lot of really juicy um, uh, stuff. And I was looking it up. Vermont is one of the highest UFO sighting states in the country per capita. It's it very, very it, on the, you know, who knows these things, but I was looking up lists and it ranges from number one to number three up there with Alaska and on and uh, Washington state. Those are the highest ones. So, you know, New Hampshire obviously has a lower population, so it has less sightings overall than those places, but it has the most per capita. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, me and Wolfie are getting pretty hyped about it. And this is, you know, we've always wanted to get a telescope up in the sports field because it's way up on top of the property. It's up at a high elevation. You know, our property is at a thousand feet and, you know, you know, it, it goes up to the sports field and, uh, there's, you know, very little light pollution out where we live, obviously we're, you know, out here in the Northeast kingdom of Vermont. So, uh, really excited to get a, uh, a telescope up in the sports field, um, and, and start doing some looking for UFOs. We're going to get in on some of these sightings, I think. And also, you can look up UFO sightings. <clears throat> there is a national... Um, there's a website that keeps track of all the sightings that go on. You can click around and look in your state and then it says you can click in the details and you can go in there and report your foes and, uh, and, and you can go and, um, and, and find some, you know, you just kind of what people are seeing around your area. That's pretty fucking fun. So, um, we're going to try to get in on some UFO spotting. Um, cause it's obviously always been in my mind, but I've never really gone out and actively looked. So I think we're going to start, uh, you know, a little. Uh, UFO gazing because you know we're getting the fever we're getting the alien fever here and uh, you know it's been very fun to work on these little alien toys as I've been uh, you know really getting deep into this um, deep, doing this new deep dive you know it goes in cycles I remember there's been previous <laughs> cycles in the podcast when we've been getting really hyped about uh, aliens so um, yeah so uh, that's basically it the family just pulled in. Uh, they just got back. So uh, I'm going to jump off. We got an hour in the books here, which is just about what, what I shoot for with <laughs> with these solo pods. I don't want to fucking drive everybody nuts by ranting on too long. But uh, it's, it's been a while. It's been, uh, I don't know, six, eight weeks or something since we've had the last podcast. <coughs> Not last shoot your shot. Uh, shoot your shot. <laughs> shoot your shot podcast. 
a lot of people um, really like that one. Uh, shoot your dream shot. You know, of course, uh, we're going to be coming with those big motivations in 2020. And um, I'm really going to be entering 2020. One of the great things I love about the workshop is hitting that, hitting the workshop right in January because, um, you know, it's such a personal experience for everyone involved in it, especially me. It's one of the things that really motivates me most. I realized that um, since, you know, the last workshop we did was again in, in last winter. So it was like January to April. And then after that, um, I mean, we had the residency and we had the summit, but those aren't like full blown kind of motivational, uh, experiences for me. They're definitely like, you know, they're like mid-level motivational experiences. Um, but they're not like, you know, when I do go scout training camp or when I go out to Denmark, um, those are like level 1000, I'm cranking it up all the way, um, you know, and, and going full blown motivation. So, you know, the workshop is another one of those things. Um, obviously didn't get to go out to Denmark this past year. Cause you know, my grandpa, you know, rest in peace, Don Laffler, um, you know, he passed a couple days right before me and Athena were supposed to go. So, um, we are working on, uh, we are going to be working on getting out there this year for sure. I'm really going to make it a priority to make it out there. I, I hate that I, uh, you know, missed an opportunity to teach one of the groups out there that, that I know some of the people in. Um, but like I said, I've been, uh, you know, talking a little bit to the animation workshop about also maybe having a more, a larger recurring role over there. So, you know, maybe more of an online presence as well. So, uh, you know, big things always cooking over here in the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. And, you know, you know, as you know, this is the mantra, man. You know, I'm a total fuck up. You know, I could barely make it through high school, um, you know, and really until I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to try to fit into mainstream reality. I wasn't going to try to, you know, play by other people's rules. I wasn't going to try to um, live up to other people's expectations. I was purely going to focus on the things that I was passionate about, the things that, you know, were most interesting to me, most intense to me. That's what I was going to build my life on for better or worse, for, for richer or poorer, um, really not caring about anything else, but the, just the, my happiness and the quality of life and, and having fun with my friends and just being where I wanted to be and doing as much of what I wanted to do as possible. And when it comes to creativity, having as much creative freedom as possible. Um, you know, once I made that decision, everything in life really started to make a lot more sense. And I really got on my path. So, um, and a lot of it's really just wacky stuff and it's throwing it out there and, you know, some of it doesn't work. And, you know, if you go back and listen to episode 10 of the kind of the big grand story of how I got to where I'm at right now, um, you know, it, obviously listening along to the podcast, you kind of hear the ups and downs of everything that's been going on because I talk about the struggles as well. And you hear about, you know, the things that are working well and things that are going slower and the things that are, you know, whatever, whatever, um, you know, it's, it's really a journey. It's really a process and some things work, some things don't, but it's really just being like, fuck it. I'm going to be me and I'm going to go after my thing. I'm going to create a vision of who I want to be. I'm going to start to really make a plan of what I want to do. You know, next week, you know, the first assignment in the 12 week online group workshop is to sit down and write a page about, uh, you know, a really vision of who you want to be and what you want to be doing. Um, the dream life, you know, kind of sitting around and sitting down and writing a, 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 a one pager on just a vision of your dream life, you know, not thinking about anything else, just a pure vision of your dream life. And then jumping into, we have a little, uh, you know, uh, we have a, we have a formula for starting to sit down and chart out a five-year plan of tangible goals about how to start to, 
you know, get yourself into? What's the shortest distance? What's the straightest line into the first steps of those dream life, of that dream life? And then how are you going to develop it from then on? Because that's what I'm doing. That's what Athena's doing. That's what Wolf's doing. That's what Junie's doing. That's what we're all doing here, you know, and that's what hopefully we're inspiring you to do out there all over the world. I know we got listeners to this podcast all over the fucking globe, and I fucking love that. Shout out to the listeners all over the globe. Um, One of the things I really want to do this year is focus on getting a lot more of the international scouts on the podcast. Um, we have so many great international scouts. I've been talking to Camp Champ Chap Masterly about getting onto the podcast. He's over there in Australia, and I know they got crazy shit going on over there right now with the wildfires and all that. So we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get a ground, uh, a, you know, firsthand account of what what's going on over there in Australia and checking in with that Camp Champ mentality. You know what I'm saying? See what my man's up to. Fucking Mister Always Making Art. You know, AMA. He's always doing. It. You check out his Instagram. Um, he's uh, Luna Tunes, L-U-N-A. Uh, uh, I forget how he spells tunes, but if you look up Luna Tunes, you'll find him. And uh, him and his uh, significant other, they're always out there crushing the art game. Um, they're doing sick murals. His work is so cool and unique. Um, so we want to get him on. And, and we just have so many dope international scouts. Um, just really looking forward to you know, enriching the culture of scouts this year and, and, and getting more of scout voices out to you. There's so many ghost scouts that haven't even been on this podcast yet. So, you know, continuing to bring familiar voices back and, and bringing in some new voices and checking in with the international scouts and then, you know, checking in with our, with our friends around the industry and seeing what's going on with everybody. Such an exciting time. You know, obviously there's a lot of bad in the world and, you know, if you tune into the mainstream media and the social media and all that stuff, I know it's really easy to get bummed out. And I hear a lot of people feeling very pessimistic and very gloom and doom and certainly rightfully so. You know, and there's a lot of people that are in really tough situations in their lives out there. You know, big shout out to people that are that are having a tough time of it right now. Um, you know, but but, you know, just just always focus on what's that next step. You know, you can always do something to make that daily life a little bit better, that weekly life a little bit better, that monthly life a little bit better. And then you start to look back and you go, hey, this was a good year and that let's make this next year better. You know, and start just just bit by bit, piece by piece. Um, you know, there's always challenges going on. Um, you know, big shout out to my my dad. Um, you know, he's he's you know, uh, you guys have been following along, you know, with his cancer journey. He's been he's been, uh, you know, going through that. Um, uh, you know, I'll give you guys an update on that. Um, in some, in some coming weeks, you know, he's, he's really been up and down. He's really having some mental struggles with all that. It was, it was nice to see him at Christmas and be able to spend some time with him. We gotta, we gotta get another visit schedule with the fam and, and get together and, uh, you know, and, and, and give him the support he needs. Cause you know, my dad's really going through it. He's really going through the struggle right now. And, um, you know, he's, he's got some stuff possibly he's got some, he's got a scan. He's got to check out in his jaw. Now they see, they see something in his jaw now that they have to check out um you know so you know he just had his prostate removed um uh before christmas and he's recovering from that and and you know now that you know he obviously he had his tongue removed in the spring and then he had another cancer in his prostate he just had that removed and they're seeing something suspicious in his jaw you know really fingers crossed that it's nothing big because if it goes to his bones you know that's that's that that's where it starts to get you know very very dark and 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 tough and and some you know real, real 
real, real, real uh, sobering conversations, you know, uh, you know, start to happen at that point. So fingers crossed that he can get a good break. You know, he's, he's had a lot of health struggles in the last couple of years. And, and I really would like to see my parents, you know, have a chance to flourish in their in their retirement, you know, because they really, really played the game and, and, you know, did everything you're supposed to do, you know, in, 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 in this kind of American mainstream reality. And, you know, I'd like to see them, you know, hopefully be able to be able to get what they, you know, expected to be coming to them in their in in this in this time of their life in their in their sixties and seventies and stuff, you know. But again, you know, don't wait, don't wait for that dream life, you know, do, you know, really get in there and and pursue uh, your destiny because I I can it, there's one thing I know I don't know you personally maybe but there's one thing I know about every human being on this planet I feel very confident about this is that your destiny is much bigger and much different and 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 is full of beautiful unexpected surprises you know I you know I've 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 always thought you know certain things about where I might find myself in life and and a lot of those things have come through come true through hard work but there's also been so many unexpected surprises you know some good and some bad but so many amazing unexpected discoveries I never would have dreamed you know about having you know the secret society of ghost scouts and and all these things so you know there's the things that you do anticipate and you work for and there's then all these amazing byproducts especially when you really you know are not just on the track of trying to make your dreams come true but when you really get on the track of trying to help other people achieve their goals that's i think where the richest beef stew in life is found that's where the richest deepest flavors are found you know the all those complimentary flavors all that stuff that's really where you find it you know and and it makes it makes you stronger it makes you feel so much better you know you can feel good doing good things for yourself but nothing feels better than doing things that make other people's lives richer and fuller and 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 more powerful and and you, i think you really get character and and really get superpowers from that kind of shit and and the camaraderie and the karma that comes from that stuff you know you will really benefit as well from doing good for others. So really get out there and do that. That's one of the things that my parents impressed upon me most throughout the course of my life, but then both being social workers and then later on my mom becoming a minister, you know, a, a, a UCC minister, um, you know, uh, one of the more progressive forms of Christianity, you know, is really out there. My mom is genuinely out there to help people, you know. I mean, even to her detriment a lot of the time, she's one of those people that is like a storage unit it for other people's burdens and hardships and she really takes it on and, and and you know for better or worse in her own life you know she really is just uh selfless in the way she goes out there and helps people i'm definitely not that selfless in the way that i help people and that's not in me to you know take on drama and stress from other people like that but i do my thing is generating as much high morale as possible and 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 really trying to spread that of others and 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 share with others how to generate that in some in in themselves you know what i'm saying having that switch that you can turn on in yourself when when the times are good or when the times get tough flip that switch and go put your head down and i'm gonna i'm gonna make some power moves here to get to that next step you know some of the a lot of times when you have momentum it's a hop skip and a jump to get to that next level but you know a lot of times there's that you know you're 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 getting up and you're picking yourself up from from something that didn't work and and it's you got to just put your head down and gut through it and do the things you got to do to get to the things that you want to do you know so it's a real mix of all that stuff but you know, I, I really try to help people, you know, 
along in that journey because there was people that helped me along in it. And my parents definitely shout out to my parents for always being there for me through my ups and downs and really, uh, uh, you know, teaching me those lessons. So, all right. So we're going to get into the shout outs here. Um, let's see, we got to get over to, uh, patreon.com. And, uh, of course, if you are hyped about this podcast, Oh, log in. What? Come on. I logged in already. Um, if you want to, uh, let's see, log in. If you, if you, uh, you know, if you, if you miss this podcast and you want to listen to this podcast and you look forward to listening to this podcast, um, show some love by going over to patreon.com slash go shrimp, um, to, uh, let's see. I'm just trying to get to the thing here. Let's see. Uh, patrons. Let me just get to the, uh, let's see. Is it under this tab? This is really, really high quality listening. Uh, let's see. Manager, I believe. Okay, here we go. Shoot your dream shot. Um, so, uh, of course, these are, we're going to get into some shout outs for the people who supported the last episode um, the previous episode, Shoot Your Dream Shot, episode 71. Um, let's see. Oh, did they change this up? Patreon. What the heck? All right. I'm going to pause this for a split second and come right back while I figure this out so you don't have to listen to it. All right. I think I got it figured out. So, yeah, go over to patreon.com slash shrimp if you want to support the podcast and get yourself a shout out. So coming in at that $1 uh, per episode level, it's that green smoothie slurping on those nutrients. Get those nutrients to your brain, to your body for maximum amount of uh, lucidity, awareness, creativity, and ability to spot UFOs. You know, you need those nutrients for those sharp eyeballs and that extrasensory intuition to find those UFOs out in the fucking out in outer space with your fucking eye nuts so make sure you get that green smoothie in you at that one dollar level big shout outs as the group and uh at that two dollar level we get into those individual beast stew shout outs and kicking it off it's none other than ghost scout computer person aka Alermy. We're going to have to check in with her before too long on the pod and see how she's doing out there in the wild after her, uh, you know, see how she's doing after spending last summer in the Ghost Scout, in the Ghost Scout Natural Forest, aka the Ghost Shrimp Natural Forest for her residency. Um, coming in at that two dollar juicy beef stew level, we got Joe. No, we got we got Lou Funky or Funke. <laughs> Big shout out! I believe that's your first. Uh, we got another two dollar juicy beef stew shout out going to Craig Bowers. I believe he might be in the workshop next week. Uh, big shout out to Sam Bag. Get yourself some beef stew. We got a workshop alumni, none other than Shale Durkin. Get that juicy bowl of beef stew, my friend. I know you're going to need it because this is going to be a big year for you. You're going to need those meaty nutrients. And of course, you know, we got a big shout out going to all the vegan Ghost Scouts and all the vegans out there. So you know this beef stew is vegan and non-vegan options, right? 
Uh, we got another juicy bowl of beef stew sliding down the countertop to none other than Matt Bollinger. We got a beef stew being shipped over to <laughs> Armenia for my girl Shemaram, workshop alumni and comics queen. Uh, we got my man Seth Bird, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Butterflesh with that big beef stew shout out. We got a big beef stew going out to Gerard Jones. We got a big bowl of beef stew going out to Bobby Morgan, a.k.a. the Nobby Wood. We got, he's a workshop alumni. We got another bowl of beef stew. Excuse me, going out to Chris Burke. We got, uh-oh, Joran Thornton, a.k.a. Michael Joran, the ghost scout, the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, daddy, I know he's out there doing it, chasing those goals, pursuing those dreams. I love it. The ghost scouts are a motivated bunch. We got another bowl of beef stew going out to Devin Newman. Uh-oh, Ghost Scout celebrity, internet celebrity, Instagram sensation, influencer, Dalton Stark, a.k.a. Dalton Doodles. He's been on this podcast a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if we hear from him again this year. Get yourself some beef stew, my friend. We got a bowl of beef stew going out to another workshop alumni. They call him Los Focos. I call him Alejandro Fuentes. Hopes everything, hope everything's good in your world, homie. We got a juicy bowl of beef stew coming to a new another workshop alumni. Jesse Primo. Big Bowl going next door to my neighbor and new best friend, Kent Osborne. Ghost Scout training camp uh, counselor and, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Wasn't there another one? Oh, podcast alumni. He's been on this podcast many times. And we've actually got, we've actually got, I had a Ghost Scout. I have a dream. <coughs> I, have, I have a dream. I have a dream podcast with him that we haven't released yet. So we got to do that. Like a month ago, I had a crazy dream uh, that involved Kent and we uh, listened to it and recorded a podcast. So we'll get that out. Uh, bonus podcast coming to your face. Um, big shout out going to Workshop Alumni and Ghost Scout, none other than Mr. Husband, a.k.a. Chris Murray, the jujitsu man himself. The brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, oh, Mr. Husband, a.k.a. Chris Murray. Yeah, I think I got his, all, all his accolades. Um, Ryan Sims, get yourself some beef stew. Uh, we've got a big shout-out going to my man, Frogodile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer, who I think was talking in the ghost in the ghost scout slack about a ufo sighting or maybe on instagram or something oh uh, yeah no i think it was in the slack um if we if we got a legit ghost scout, uh, if we got a legit ufo sighting amongst the scouts you know you got to reach out to me dog let's get it on the podcast let's hear about it 
Um, I think Frogadile Dundee, I mean, he has also some of the spookiest stories we've ever heard on the podcast. On some of the group podcasts, he's had some of the spookiest stories we have ever heard. So uh, I think he might be coming, he might be, he might be becoming our cryptid and UFO specialist. So we might have to have, I feel like we have to have a UFO cryptid roundtable coming up. Um, you know, get Greenstone on here, uh, Foam Breeze. Uh, you know, I was trying to get him and uh, Deep Nuts on here to do a UFO episode. We got to get that back in the mix. We got to get some, we got to get the UFO squad together. I know my girl Mama Geddon is always up on the UFO tip. Um, big shout out to Michael Brancato. Get yourself some beef stew. Big shout out to Stop Motion Legend Anthony Scott. Uh, big shout out to Daniel Foothead over there in New Zealand. How's it going over there? Let us know. We we always want to get Foothead on the podcast. We have a lot of there's a lot of Ghost Scouts that I try to get on the podcast that are very shy and politely decline. But nonetheless, I will drag them kicking and screaming onto this podcast because we want to hear from everybody, especially the international scouts. That's sports magic. Daniel Foothead, a.k.a. Sports Magic. Um, another uh, workshop alumni and Ghost Scout, none other than Alexi Giroux, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie. We got Adventure Time alumni Jesse Moynihan. Big shout out to the homie. Big shout out to Mark Osborne. Director of Kung Fu Panda and the Little Prince and the upcoming Netflix blockbuster Escape from Hat. Uh, We got none other than Bark the Dog, a.k.a. Dusty Lupus, a.k.a. Crab the God, a.k.a. my man Alexander Lansang, workshop assistant. Go support Crab the God on on, uh, Patreon, y'all. Join the crab conspiracy. Get on the inside before it's too late. Uh, big shout out to Arguably Art. Big shout out to Raphael Tangha, fellow Pratt alumni, the homie from college. That's a $3 pledge. He upped it. He upped it. He gets another slop of beef stew. Um, now we're in that. Now we're in that $5. We're going to fire up the grill. We're going to fire up the grill and pull out those marinated meats because we got the marinated steak tips coming out. At that $5 level, you get the marinated steak tip shout out. And we're kicking it off with a Johan Elverby. We got another marinated steak tip on the grill for workshop alumni, Yvonne Santiago, down in Puerto Rico. All kinds of crazy stuff always going on in Puerto Rico. We got to get her on that. We got to get her on the pod. Uh, Big shout out to, oh my gosh, let me see if I can do it, Bonnie Kurzn... Oh, hold on. Kurznerich. Kurznerich. Kurz... Kur... Kur... <laughs> Someone's laughing or screaming at me right now. 
Kersnerich. Kersnerich. Bonnie Kersnerich. Tell me how I did, Bonnie. A uh, big shout out to Bonnie for that marinated steak tip. Uh, big shout out to Pablo Meiji, aka Young Wolf T. And I believe he asked me a question on the Patreon about uh, what about the AWOL 1 intro theme song to the podcast and if that was from an AWOL song. That's actually a custom. Um, the podcast came out and then, you know, me, AWOL's the homie and he hit me up saying, Hey, can I do an intro for your podcast? And I was like, obviously. So that's an original dog. Um, pretty tight. So, uh, another marinated steak tip going out to Skyler Bloom. Throw another steak tip on the grill for perpetual output. And thank you so much. So generous. $5 per podcast is an incredible level. Big shout outs. Um, another workshop alumni up here with a marinated steak tip. Kayla Dakota out here teaching America's youth. You know what I'm saying? She's an art teacher down there in the bayou, down there in New Orleans, if I do believe I am correct, sir. And she's out there working that working that uh, voodoo down there with them chillin', with them chillins. Uh, she's teaching them kids art. So she's out there fighting the good fight in that public school system. She's one of the good ones. You know what I'm saying? Just because you know, I don't mean to, uh, you know, we've had, you know, last episode, uh, you know, I, I can't remember, uh, you know, I know we talked about the problems about public school um, and maybe some of the reasons that it's not that great. Um, you know, there were, uh, you know, I could definitely count them on one hand, but there was a few teachers that really made a big fucking difference in my life and just praise the aliens for those teachers because without them, I mean, I can't even fucking imagine. It's those few nice teachers that really make the difference, that really get you through it, and that really make you think, okay, there's a, there is one classroom I can go into and not be told I'm an idiot, not be told I'm stupid, not be kicked out um, just for being bored as fuck by this dumbass person talking at my face. So huge shout out to Kayla Dakota. She's out there doing it, you know, and big shout out to all the cool teachers out there. And if you're a whack teacher, quit your job because you're fucking fucking up kids. Um, another marinated steak tip on the grill for Charlie Parisi. And we got another marinated steak tip going out there to my girl, Erica Melhus, over there at the Norway Brewing Company. We got to get together. It's been too long. The homies over there, big shout out to the whole Malhus clan, friends of the bandits. Oh, now we're getting into that real dark territory. That's $6.66 pledge level. And you know what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about that Satan's marinated dick. Satan's marinated tube steak level. Um, Big shout out to Zayden chewing on that tube. And we got a vegan option on that Satan's marinated tube steak. You know what I'm saying? Satan is a man of many tube steaks. And my man Krognak, a.k.a. John Mansfield, a.k.a. Ghost Scout, year six, camp champion. I'm talking about beer. I'm talking about, did I, did I say all his names? God damn it. I'm talking about John Mansfield, Krognak, 
I don't even know which names I left out. Uh, he's got that. He's cheese chewing on that vegan tube. That Satan's marinated vegan tube. And that is going to do it. That's it. That's the podcast. We're back for for the 2020. Um, and uh, it's going to be a really great year. We're going to have a lot of great podcasts. Uh, I got to find a good rhythm. I got to get, uh, you know, I, I, I know I, I hate it when there's big gaps in the pod. Um, but, you know, as I've said, we've got a very dynamic life and, and we were really settling into this homeschooling thing with Wolfie. So, you know, I guess it was just important to, you know, I'm, I'm very into letting things happen organically. And because this, uh, you know, at this point, the, the podcast is really a hobby, um, so, uh, you know, it's one of those things that kind of flexes when, you know, when we're really busy. Um, but uh, hopefully uh, I can find kind of a, a time and space to uh, make this happen on a weekly basis because I really prefer that. I really love it. it. It helps me keep my levels hype. And I think since we're coming into the, uh, you know, 12 weeks of uh, <clears throat> the 12 week online group workshop is actually 13 weeks long. Um, and, uh, you know, jumping into that next weekend, I think is gonna, you know, get a good rhythm and, and, and get me hyped up, uh, to be able to get the podcast really ripping too, to start off this new year. Um, so, uh, so look forward to it. Um, if anybody has questions to submit, you can hit me up at, uh, the ghost shrimp at gmail.com. Um, we haven't had a question and answer, uh, episode for a while. Um, hit me up if you've got questions. I know there's people that have emailed questions for me in the past, like on Instagram or Gmail. And, uh, and, and I've, and I'm like, I'll answer it on the pod. And I don't always remember. And I don't always remember to track down those emails. Because I meant to have a Q and A episode, but we haven't had one in a while. So, if you haven't, uh, if you have a burning question, hit me up. You can also um, send me a voice message. Um, you know, uh, email me a voice message uh, at the email. You know, jump on your device, record a voice message, and email it to me. Um, you know, keep it short. If you've got, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I'd say probably like you know, one to three minutes, maybe if you've got something real juicy to explain, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, a three minute but if you've got a little question, uh, you know, or, or, or you got a juicy, if you, let me say this, if you've got a question <coughs> for the podcast, you know, give us your name, give us where you're from, um, and give us your question. And if it's juicy and, 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 uh, and, and seems good for the pod, I'll throw it on there and answer it. Um, or if you have, if there's listeners out there or scouts out there who have a juicy UFO uh, encounter experience or something paranormal, something supernatural to share, if our listeners have that, hit me up with that. Let me know, and and uh, you know we'll get we'll get your uh, account on the podcast. Okay. Um, you know, if you're not, uh, if I don't personally know you, uh, you won't be live on the podcast, but you could send in a recording. And, uh, if it is deemed worthy of our listenership, uh, you know, of the pod, we will, we will get it on there and hit it up. So, you know, as usual, um, you know, as you're going out there, you know, pursue your goals, get that weekly planner out, get that dry erase board out to get your goals written down. It really helps to visualize it. That's going to be a big thing. You know, this week, set some goals that will make the week a little bit better. You know, maybe it's getting in a little exercise, getting in a little sketching for fun session. You know, a lot of people that, uh, you know, a lot of people that, 
you know, do art for a living. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they have a day job that, you know, isn't the art that they want to be doing. Um, you know, just because you're doing art doesn't mean that you're doing the passionate art that you want to do that is your artistic voice. So if you're in that position, try to get in a little, uh, you know, passion drawing in this week. A um, little passion sketch session just for fun. Um, that's always good. Um, whatever goals you want to set for yourself, you know, big goals, little goals. Um, a lot of times it, it helps to start with little steps to get in there and get it moving, get it flowing, get some momentum building up and build up to those bigger goals. Um, and when you're out there building your goals, make sure you're out there. Please do me a favor because that's exactly why I do this podcast to try to inspire other people. So as you're out there, if you get in some conversations with other people, you're feeling hyped, try to spread a little bit of that inspiration to them. If you're talking to someone who seems like they could use some hype, hype them up, give them some inspiration, encourage them to pursue their goal. Someone tells you, oh, I used to, you know, uh, you know, I used to uh, want to do this or that. Be like, what's stopping you from doing it? Get out there and do it. You know, do it up. Um, that's really important. Sometimes that all that's all it takes. You know, a lot of people have hit me up. Um, um, asking, you know, saying like, man, you know, your podcast really um, urged me and gave me the confidence to jump in and 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 quit my job or or pursue my passions or set aside time to you know really get these goals going. That's so important, you know. Just sometimes it's just hearing someone say it, um, you know, is what's the catalyst for people. So be that person, you know. It doesn't matter if you. <laughs> I hear Junie calling for me. Hold on, June. Give me a minute. I'm almost done. Um, you know, uh, 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 even if they, you know, even if it's not someone that, you know, speaks the same language as you, doesn't, um, doesn't look like you, doesn't come from the same places as you, those are all arbitrary things. You know, we all have more in common than we have in conflict. Don't let the mainstream media, the, the, the global politics, all this bullshit that is meant to distract you, to derail you, that is all fucking, you know, holograms to try to just get the commercial agenda going and all that stuff. That's not real life. It, it certainly has an impact on real life and it certainly is the lives of those who are wrapped up in it and can have a profound effect on a lot of people's lives. But that is not what human life is meant about. You know what I'm saying? We are creative animals in an infinite universe and we are put here to explore the possibilities of that, the limitless possibilities of our imagination. And I uh, truly believe believe everybody has a huge destiny that involves creativity. So get out there and explore it. You know what I'm saying? Stay positive, stay productive, stay hype. And until next time, uh, give me a shout. Give everybody you love a shout and fucking appreciate your life. Peace.